a lot of people's wondering what is the blues. I hear a lot of people saying the blues, the blues, but I'm gonna tell you what the blues is. When you ain't got no money, you got the blues. When you ain't got no money to pay your house rent, you still got the blues. A lot of people holler about, I don't like no blues, but when you ain't got no money and can't pay your house rent and can't buy you no food, you damn sure got the blues. All right, yeah, here so we go. Rolling All right, good. We're rolling once again. Take two. Take two. That's the way the level should look. I All right. Jimmy's Jimmy. Uh, Jay, uh, Jason's good. Slate. Jason's take good. Two. He's there. Right. Yeah, everybody's there. Everybody's there. All right. Everyone's All right. good. All right. So we had a little Fantastic. technical difficulty. Yeah, but we avoided something that could have been disastrous. Exactly. <laughs> hey, we don't need another fuck up, Hefe. No, it's good. All <laughs> right. So we're here. Welcome to episode thirty-five of the fucking Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Ah, clean, nice and clean. Yeah, nice and clean. That's that punk rock. That's how I like it. Yeah, it's real. Fucking clean. Yeah. Now you're gonna put that whole shit show in. Oh, yeah, I know it's gone. Do not edit Listen, nothing. I mean, I, hey, I'll put Listen, it in. We're, we're not. Po- we don't polish nothing. All right, you're right. Now. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Here we go. Good, right. We didn't get too far in. You know no, what I mean? Right. Like, we're good. good. Now I'm relaxed because yeah. I can. No, I can. Yeah. You. There was something happening in your corner, so I can actually get into the conversation now. Yeah. I felt a little. I know. This guy's trying to talk to me. I can't concentrate because you're bugging over there silently. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it, man. Yeah. All right. So. Why don't you introduce yourself, man? Hey, guys. Uh, Jason Caddick. Hey. And, how are you? And who are you, Jason Caddick? <laughs> Do it again. I'm yeah. a couple of things. Um, I'm a few things, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm here for uh, Sidemen Long Road to Glory, mm-hmm. uh, a film which I wrote and produced. Awesome. Which is fucking awesome. I'll try to, well, can't say exactly what I said, but um, <laughs> but just, no, just basically to go over it is when... Alright, here, here we go. That's when, you can when, let Jason explain it so you yeah. don't have to fumble over shit. No, well, we're all <laughs> gonna get into it. Yeah, I know we're gonna get He's into it. He's saying about how he was picking uh, a yeah, picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. So all since right. I do the ads, Jeff is fucking me up. Since, <laughs> since I do the ads for the podcast, Johnny said that he has a friend that that just made a film and he's a painter and this and that and the other thing. I'm like, alright, cool. So I go onto his Facebook and he's in the band, he's the singer for the band Pansy, so I go to that. I'm like, alright, I want to get a picture of this guy to make the Ed to advertise, letting people know that he's going to be on the show to promote mm-hmm. Sidemen. So now, looking at all the pictures, I'm thinking, all right, I don't know what the fuck to use here. Um, we're talking about this movie, and now I'm thinking, all right, what the fuck is Sidemen going to be mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like I'm picturing like some really horrible, low budget film with an iPhone, some slasher thing filmed in like fucking Williamsburg. Yeah, and then you see fucking <laughs> Joe Perry come up from fucking Arrow. And then I look at <laughs> Sidemen, oh, and I'm just like, legit shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, Sidemen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, now I get because once I watched it, I'm like, now I know what a Sideman is. Mm-hmm. And Mark Maron. Yeah, and yeah, it's narrated by Mark Marin, and yeah. there's fucking everybody from like Joe Perry and fucking there's like Muddy Waters is involved. Like, I'm like, this is not what I fucking expected. And I even texted Johnny like, dude, I did not expect this. Mm-hmm. And I watched the film twice, and like I said in the first take, 
I was literally blown away. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and now right. I'm all sorts. I'm like a hardcore guy who likes all kinds of evil, ridiculous nonsense. But now I'm like this fucking kid who's like all wrapped up and trying to like go back in time and explore electric blues from I like, from, like the fu- from fucking Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do, I, I <laughs> it's love, weird. I love the way it brings it around, though. Like, whatever. We'll get into the film. But hey, you're all I'll, sorts we'll of jumping in, ahead. I am guy. totally jumping ahead. But, like, <laughs> but Jason, how did you get involved with this movie? Um, well, it goes back to my first film that I did with uh, my partner, Scott, who's the director of Sidemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott and I wrote a screenplay called The Perfect Age of Rock and Roll back in like 2008. It was filmed in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a scene in that movie where there was a, a blues bar, and that was an actual like a narrative film, not a doc. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a blues bar scene where the characters walk into and we just wrote in the script, like, wouldn't it be fun if mm. we get some real dudes, you know, there's like some real side men, you right, know, right, that right. are still here. And we just wrote it in. Mm. Yeah, we just wrote these guys in. And then when it came to casting, casting got hot and everything, you know, and we had some contacts and we reached out and it, it just so happened that most of these guys were managed by the same dude. Wow. And right. they were more than happy. Mm-hmm. They came down for one day of shooting. Mm-hmm. And we filmed like a real blues bar scene for the film, but they were like really playing. Mm-hmm. And huh. then, and these guys were in their fucking nineties, eighties, and nineties. Seventies, eighties, nineties. Pine Top Perkins died at ninety-seven, and he was still fucking playing. It's incredible. Yeah. The night before, he was still playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm not so saying he was still playing as he died. No, he was no. playing. He was trying to find a piano the night before he died. He went home with a smile on his face, and Willie's son found him the next morning. Wow, that's crazy. fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah let's crazy. we'll get yeah, on we'll to that because so we'll I was fascinated by all the, these guys' stories and what they went through and everything. So then. Where was I? Uh, the uh, blues bar scene. So then it was those three guys, along with two other guys, was the band in the film. It was uh, Sugar Blue on harp and Bob Stroger on bass. So then it went so well, and we were talking with those guys there. And then <clears throat> those guys wanted to then go on tour underneath that film's name. So they went on tour as the perfect age of rock and roll band. Wow. <laughs> and then Scott said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Scott, the director, was like, that's fine but I want to film it. Mm-hmm. So what had started was, it was just a concert, it was more like a, a concert film on the road. And mm-hmm. that's where those concert scenes are from wow, okay. back then. Because they were on the road as the, like when the film came out, mm-hmm. they were that band touring at the same time, but under the name of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the focus kind of shifted to the three guys, you know, and mm-hmm. then it really shifted after they all died. You know, mm-hmm. like, right. we, like we, get, sure. we get there. So it, you know, the, the concert film was going to be more, like, on the road, and then it was, like, the, like the interviews, and then it was still being filmed. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting sick, mm-hmm. and then they started dying, and then all three of them died the same year. Yeah, yes. which, is, which crazy. is crazy. That kind of made the film. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, handed us the film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't know it at the time. Right, Because right. then all of a sudden, the film you're making is... So, which three people, for the people who are listening, mm-hmm. who are you talking about? Which three people? Hubert Sumlin, Pine Top Perkins, and Willie Smith. Right, and who are they, and who did they play with and for? Howlin' Wolf is... Uh, uh, Hubert Sumlin played for Howlin' Wolf, and Muddy Waters, uh, backup guy 
guys was Pine Top Perkins and Willie Big Eye Smith. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. And they are considered sidemen. Why? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> was it quiz? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> because people who are listening don't know what the fuck yeah, we were talking They're going to have to watch the documentary yeah, to get the see, full experience. I, I was actually right. hoping but we didn't say the, the end of the movie because, yeah. you know, we're trying to get people to see it. and that, that kinda, it's, it, no, it's Even great. if we it's talk about it verbatim, it's fucking incredible. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but it, but I didn't see known, that coming in the yeah, movie. I didn't see it coming. Dude, when it happened, I was like, holy shit. Like, wow, that's crazy. part of the story how we're here. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. I guess Right. Once that happens, and then the film kind of gets on hold. It, mm. it, not like put on hold, but definitely, you know, it's regroup time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and and a film like this isn't happening all at once either. Mm-hmm. There's money involved. Right. It's like, sure. oh, there's this, and then you wait around. Like, yeah, sure. Greg Allman's not like gonna. You're not banging down Greg Allman's door. And he's like, yeah, sure, come on. Right. It, it takes a lot of phone calls, a lot mm-hmm. of work. To, have I mean, to get Greg Allman on the phone, yeah. or Bonnie yeah. Ray, or any of these people. Right. Like, if you were Scorsese and you want to interview all these people, it'd take you six months. Sure. Right? But for us, it took years to yeah. collect them. Like, wow. they, when did you start the film? Film started shortly after the filming of Perfect Age, so 2009. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But Can in I... 2011, they die. So then mm. there's a gap mm. of, of time. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, it yeah. kind of rekindles. Yeah. And then it takes a different shape, like the shape that the film is in now. I like where it ended. Like, mm. the, dude, you guys, the ending is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the kids and stuff? The kids. Oh, and right, the... don't go too crazy. I, do, I don't. That, that's why I wasn't going <laughs> to say that. But, like, <laughs> dude, just the ending is great. <laughs> there was the turn of music, like, whatever. Like, uh, they touched on, like, Jack White and... and, and and stuff like that was whatever. I don't want to get too sure. into it, I guess. But, but it was we great. had to talk about it somewhere else. What the fuck are we but talking about? Dude, what, the but, Viagra ad part. Yeah, well, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> Pine Top had the best quote of the fucking movie when he said, uh, is this when say soft as yeah, cotton? Yeah, yeah, well, just you, just Jamie, just I mean, uh, Jamie, Jamie, from Hatebreed over here. I don't know, Jeff is all over the place. But I'm saying Pine Top had the best fucking quote of the movie where he was like, when they were like, oh, you can still pick up chicks, and he's like, yeah, this thing is soft as cotton. <laughs> that gets the biggest laugh every time. Yeah, it's like that, great. that scene with the smoking mm-hmm. and staring at the asses and the whole thing, mm-hmm. like people love it. And then you, you get you get your heart torn out when he dies. Yeah, Fuck, man. It's just crazy because, like I said, I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, they were, you know, but I just, just, just how it happened. So crazy, all three Could of you them. Could you like, uh, like imagine being him? At that age, winning a Grammy, going home and dying, like within like a month. No, which is kind of beautiful. Like it was kind of like insane. fucking a poetic ending. Like yeah. it really was. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like yeah. and 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 to be doing that, the dude was a piano player. That's mm-hmm. all he did. Yeah. For I mean, eight yeah. years. Yeah. Imagine playing the guitar only and eating off of that. That you, it's all you know, and yeah. you have to figure it out mm-hmm. from, you know. Slums to couches to this to being yeah. high to being low to yeah, all sure. the stuff that they what happens to you in 80 years of mm-hmm. living playing the piano to pay the bills mm-hmm. and it's like what Hubert someone's mother did for him to get his first guitar oh that was a fucking beautiful story I was that like, was awesome bro my daughter was there and I'm like honey check this out look what this what look what this guy's mom did for him and what was she making eight dollars a week eight dollars yeah. a week yeah. walking four, four miles, miles one yeah, way yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not even like oh yeah I walked you know both ways uphill barefoot yeah, like yeah. four miles really one way miles. to work to make eight dollars no was it eight dollars or four dollars one eight dollars a week maybe eight dollars a week 
and used her entire week's salary to buy him a no-name guitar yeah. because he strung up a fucking one piece of string and used a coke bottle to make noises. Yeah. 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 yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. See that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do for your kid? Wolf's head. How when he was like, "That's a true story." That's yeah. I'm sure he's yeah. telling it. Mm-hmm. He was telling that story. Looking through like a fan hole. <laughs> And he fucking falls in and falls on the guy's head, literally. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to throw him out. And he's like, no, 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 no. Let him he stay. Let him stay. music forever. Yeah. yeah. Because you <laughs> fell on the guy's head. Right, right. Let me ask you a question. It's how, fucking awesome. How did, uh, how did Mark Maron come along? I mean, I know he's a big musician. He's a big musician. We he's a big him. blues fan. Yeah, we just but, asked but why, him. What, what was the connection in your mind? In your mind? Or from a filmmaker's Can I back up a little bit? Because I don't think the explanation was made of exactly what the film is about. Is sure. it, is it? Was it not? Like... Jason, if you can just like in a brief sentence, I mean, you know, in a brief two words, in your own words, words. in your own words, summary of exactly. (laughs) Tell us exactly. No consonants. Exactly (laughs) who we're talking about. How these guys uh, got popular. All this kind of because I feel like we never touched on that really. What we did when we had before we had a mistake. Exactly, we had a mistake and we kind of fucked us up. So, you want to go over that real quick? So, Sidemen: Long Road to Glory is a doc about three bluesmen. Hubert Sumlin, Pine Top Perkins, and Willie's Big Eyes Smith, mm-hmm. um, which were all uh, sidemen to Muddy and Wolf mm-hmm. um, and played a huge part in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is narrated by Mark Maron, mm-hmm. and it covers the lies and legacies of those three men. Mm-hmm. All right, good. There, go. there we go. Now, yeah. All right, so back to Mark. You're fucking happy now. <laughs> I know I'm good, but I just feel like... <laughs> it's, it's a good idea because I was just right. thinking no, about this because we, 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 we did. We spoke about it that I the know, beginning. and I even said it and before then, for the listeners that don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Can we talk about it? No, but we don't want to take too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so then, all right, so uh, how about those Yankees? Everybody dies at the end. God. Jesus. So, how did Mark Maron... shit show. How did Mark Maron come along? All right, so... We get to the point where the film is done, mm. and we're heading into the festivals, and we we always had the idea of, of the voiceover, mm. like, the, like the script, and uh, Mark Maron was like top top of the list. Mm. I mean, it was like a handful of guys that we thought about. We didn't want to go like the Morgan Freeman route. Mm-hmm. I think that's like people hear that guy's voice and they turn it off yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love like whatever the voice is great, blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain voiceovers that were like obvious, mm-hmm. and people were, like why don't you get this guy? And it's like, and even certain stars were like. Could have reached out to me. I would have did it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey so we got this fucking old guy. Over we got here. this fucking guy. His name is fucking Pine Top. <laughs> but the thing is, though, with Marin is that I'm such a huge Marin fan. Scott's a huge fan, you mm-hmm. know. And he just always talks about the blues. And mm-hmm. then within that last year of the film being com- like like being done, it he was always playing like the guitar at the end of the shows. And mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah. it was obvious where it was leaning. Sure. And we reached out mm-hmm. and we reached out, we sent him the link and he was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it was at the same time where I think Mark, it was a perfect time for us to do it because I feel Mark started to branch out a lot. Mm-hmm. He was doing like the show, the TV show, he was doing a special, he was doing different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. The hell show was he on again? He Marin. has a huge fucking podcast. Yeah. He was on Marin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's on Glow. Has, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's the right. manager in Glow. Yeah. You know, his podcast he just did a book. is fucking huge. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this. To your knowledge, how sort of um, how much knowledge did he have about the blues from going into this? Did he know about this shit or did he learn a lot? Yeah, well, Mark Mark's like a sponge from his podcast, mm-hmm. as if you like, like sure. know it, yeah. you know. Yeah. He sucks up a, a ton but it's you never know how much he knows because he knows or is he researched or right. what he's learned right. from right. his right. pocket but he's a huge fan he's a yeah, huge sure. music fan I mean hanging out with him in the studio 
he was correcting me and Scott on a lot of stuff. Mm, I mean, that's, he's, yeah, that's that, he knows. Okay, he fucking yeah. knows. You know what mm. I mean? And he's a huge fan. You know, mm. he definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. From a guitar player's perspective, I love the documentary. From a musician's perspective, I just, I ate it up. But I'll be honest with you. I didn't know too much about these guys myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I'm a guitar player. But I, you know, obviously I came from a different era of music. I didn't come, you know, I'm not. I'm You're old. not from fucking 1940s I'm Mississippi, my, Johnny? My, my, anyway, my, my earlier influences really? are different than... I wasn't heavily into the blues until later on. So yeah. the blues guys that I got into weren't didn't come from that era. They came from like a second and third generation. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? And that's what was kind of cool, though, hearing the Eric Clapton and, yeah. you know, hearing Eric Clapton exactly. and, you know, the yeah. guys from Aerosmith mm-hmm. and, like, the guys from the Allman Brothers, like, things like that, hearing how they heard of them. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like, through, you know, the Rolling Stones. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there was... A gr- like you know, they didn't hear them either. Yeah. How about the sudden, fucking like, Hendrix connection in there? Oh my god, dude! That Great. There's shit. fucking. There was footage of Hendrix. I never seen that before. Yeah. And what we didn't want to do is get into that blues doc thing of like telling you all the songs that were stolen and mm-hmm. uh, like everyone knows that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, right. We were keeping yeah. it positive. You know, like, for a moment we had a little segment in like in there, but it mm-hmm. hit the cutting room floor because. We wanted to keep it positive. Like, everyone sure. knows that stuff. Yeah. Like, the Zeppelin stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. So we kept it with, with guys telling the stories of what they did, not what was taken. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It, so it is the underlying point mm-hmm. of and what from we're what saying, I see, though, you know, about Huber and stuff. They gave a lot of stuff away because uh, they were flattered by it also. From they gave Killing Floor to like, fucking Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, well, yeah. They, were like, they were like, yo, can, you know, can I record this song? He's like, fucking take it. Yeah. Take it. Do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And that was like, I don't know. It was kind of That was pretty awesome. But it was also I mean? great from, uh, I don't know if they knew Knew this, but from a um, from like a career perspective, it was a fantastic move on their part. Yeah. Even if, if if that wasn't what was in their mind or well, heart. Wolf, I mean, I correct me. I'm I'm not totally sure, but I think that Wolf probably had the royalties on those songs. Mm-hmm. Like what, as the Stones made sure. it number one. I oh mean, yeah. That changed his life. At that I'm point, sure. You know? I'm sure. So he's so like thanking him at the airport. Genius like, maneuver, yeah. man. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they said in the beginning too, like the you know these side men, they 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 didn't get much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were making pennies yeah. compared to what you know all the big guys were getting. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't singers. They weren't you know the singers. They weren't the song like. You know, they played the guitars and all this kind of stuff on there, but they weren't they weren't the face of it, so right, they weren't sure. the moneymaker. But wonder, there's a I weird wonder. thing going on right now. I mean, it's not weird, but it's, it's the same. Mm-hmm. If you see like. The like the um I don't know what the name of it is but the bands from like the 80s the 90s the early 2000s bands that where members have dropped off got thrown out died blah, sure but now it's just like the one or two dudes mm-hmm. then you have the other three kids in the band making 500 dollars a week right exactly. and those are the sidemen they're same yeah. thing it's, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you take any band that came out in the 90s and the singer's just still standing mm-hmm. right he's making the money yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know as these kids aren't and then yeah. these bands have been made up of people that. The amount of kids that could go on tour for five hundred dollars a week, yeah, and and accept that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of it. A yeah. lot of bands are doing that, sure. you know, yeah, or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like just just to go on tour. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's, it's true, like, man. Yeah, yeah. What was the band I just read about last week that was you had to pay one hundred fifty dollars to be there? Fucking um, to the oh um, suicide I, silence. Yeah, to be their uh, one hundred fifty dollars to be their roadie for the afternoon. You have to pay them. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay them. But that's like how shitty is that? Yeah, that's like how yeah. shitty is that? Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna have some fucking poor bastard. 
And uh, m- mingle with the band on stage. Yeah, that's that, like one of the bullet points. But that's things. the saddest part of where music's at. Yeah, you get like, that, you give me $150 that whole my do it. shit. But the problem is, the problem is, is that they have to do it. And they, they have, have to have a pizza fucking party at the end in the beginning. They have to have a photo shoot like Santa Claus. It's like a whole thing before getting on stage where the mystique of being a band is over because you got to have people paying to hang out with you, paying to watch you get dressed, paying sound check. It's like, there's no money. They only probably made 250 bucks that night. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. like that sucks. But if they know? sold five of those tickets, they made what? You know, seven fifty, eight hundred. Well, well, what they're actually you know. selling though is like somebody getting to hang out with the band. Sure, that's, yeah. that's right. what it's it like, is. That's what it is. Yeah. But then you're a band and you have to stra- you have to like deal with everybody sure. like being around. It's like so it's, I, it's, it's crazy. Different. It's different. It's different. I mean, we did Warp Tour. That's all it was. Did the you whole thing. Fucking have hey, you for fifty dollars. Come hold my shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't do no, that. No, no. But, yeah, but it was, it was a give Mikey Mac a back rub because he's upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for forty um, bucks. <laughs> yeah. But it was the same thing. It really was. It was more about meet meet and greets, and it was more about hanging out and signing autographs and shaking hands and taking photos and being here and being there. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about selling every single hour of your day mm-hmm. yeah, to it's somebody like, who's willing to be there. How about you just say what's up to the yeah. kid and it's, fucking sign his fucking shirt? Yeah, yeah, it is. I really do. I think it's like the whole, like the mystique of going to see the show. Right. And then like, there are these tears of like fandom to take a selfie with everybody at every mm-hmm. moment at, yeah. before and after yeah. being sold off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. It is. There's no more like there's no more mystique. Mm-hmm. You know well, I mean, I mean, it's a time we're living in, though, man. I mean, it's fucking stupid. I don't but care. About, I don't, don't care. But it's the time we're living in. It's still stupid. That I don't care what time. I mean, what are you and do? it's not even the band's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just it's a weird thing that the bands can't make the money to not do. Sure, that. it's true. It's true. But are we just being a bunch of old men right no, now? No, no, no. Back in my day, no. Well, we, it was led from sidemen to this. <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, right. They're, 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 I mean, like, and, and, and listen, in certain ways we are. Like, I don't want to say like I went to go see a band a week ago, and like, and at those points, I feel like an old man. I'm like, oh, I've seen it before. This band sounds like such and such from uh-huh. 1989. You know, right. but that's right. true that's, though. But that's that's not I, being cr- that's not being a crotchety old no, fuck. It, but it is. It's well, just like, yo, this fucking band stinks because the they sound like the fucking, other band that stinks. The place was fucking jam packed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, I'm like but, looking around, like everybody's into it, and they were a lot younger than me. So I'm just like, whatever, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but but I think from the standpoint of what of, band, uh, I'm not saying it. Right. I'm not and, saying. But it. if you bring it back to Sidemen, now we're talking about. How much this music influenced all of rock music? You Everything. Know what I mean? And there yeah. must have been guys back in the day that heard rock and roll the first day and been like, "You ever heard of Howlin' Wolf?" You know, and they must have been like, "You gotta go check out these old blues records." That's where this all came from. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it really is. I think it's and a back generation to what you're thing. Saying to take it back even to what you said about giving the songs to Jimmy and everything, mm-hmm. like that's how it all, right, came to that point. Mm-hmm. It was riffs. And the borrowing and the stealing, mm-hmm. like Willie Dixon went around to all the juke joints and stole. I mean, talk about stealing. I mean, you could say Led Zeppelin stole from him. He stole from like the ten other guys that he drove to like the middle of nowhere and took their riffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was happening. Mm-hmm. It was like guys borrowing chords and and songs and licks mm-hmm. and songs were the same. You would change the lyrics to that song, and it, but it was just like you put your own twist in it, rolling yeah. for forty. I mean, it was rolling into what it became. Right, and then so. <clears throat> What the bands in the 60s did was just at such a bigger level, but it was already going on. Mm. Like the borrowing and taking and quote-unquote stealing of things was happening the whole time. Mm. Like no one owned the song. Right. That all started when it became money. It mm-hmm. was it wasn't sure, like, sure, yeah. like involved. Like all the guys were just playing yeah. for all those decades. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of these guys weren't business savvy. They were like they didn't no. know what was, you know, what was going on, like, you know, and 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 you know, which is 
Yeah, which is kind of a shame. Like, you're going to be a business, like, to be a musician now and make anything out of it, you're going to be a businessman. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, like, you got to be, you got to be a businessman, a marketing genius. A marketing genius. You know what? Fuck the not, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not, yeah, not to get turned around. Straight to the merch table again. Shut up again. But they, you know, but it was kind of sad. Like, was it Pine? Which guy was at one point was like, it was a pine top that was getting fucking, you know, at one point was like living off the government. He was fucking wasted all the time. Oh, no, that was uh, Hubert Tumblin. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he went through a bad time. Yeah. But I mean, all of them fucking had it rough. You didn't really, you didn't really go too deep into that. In the movie, you which get was, the fucking gist. You get the gist of it. You get the gist of it. You didn't need to. Which was no. good. You know? Which was good. Like you Hubert hit a really low point, mm-hmm. and 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 we show that in the film. Right. Yeah. And he, he, like a star of today, he was famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hubert is famous. He was famous. People knew who he was and what he should have been. Mm-hmm. And still, people say he should be in the hall and all this other stuff. Sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he, because when a star falls, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone else falls, it's just a, a fall. But mm-hmm. like he fell. Went after like like Wolf's death, and like in the film, it says like in the early '80s there it was really rough. It was a mm. rough time, mm. you know, for him. And mm. he says it. He said he was going to quit and everything. He mm. didn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, he said he was going to quit music. Yeah, yeah. And Pine was drinking a lot. I mean, Pine drank up and t- close to the end. I mean, he stopped drinking for like a couple years. And he was mm. smoking fucking a pack of cigarettes. Like he was smoking cigarettes. Chain smoking that cigarettes. That McDonald's and yeah. it's to McDonald's. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. years McDonald's twice a day. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> double so cheeseburger, du- two double cheeseburgers smoking, and two apple pies. Yeah, drinking yeah. with a girl on his lap playing the piano in Austin in 90. Wow. 92 on, 92 God 93. fucking bless that guy, <laughs> man. <laughs> crazy. Come on, man. After yeah. all that guy went to, listen, from the deep south in the fucking 40s and 50s in the deep south, the fucking guy survived lynchings, dude. Sure. Like, the that whole, the shit. The story with his fucking grandmother and all that kind of shit. Beating the shit out of him, cracked him over the head with a bottle, and then he came to while she was fucking beating him with a well, stick. He was born on a, sh- uh, like a sharecropping. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is basically like slavery part two. I mean, a fucking uh, plantation, way, dude. It's like still the same. It was just yeah. changed. Like, yeah, coming up through that kind of shit yeah. and living the, in the conditions that he lived in. And the fucking guy lived till he was 97 years old. Yeah. I mean, they, ca- they weren't getting out of that. No. I mean, that, that existence, that, it was really, it was yeah. set up for them to fail. I yeah. mean, it was just yeah. not. Well, he even said, well, you know, just, he, what Pine Top even says, he's like, you know, just, just that alone will give you the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and no shit, man, mm-hmm. because I was, like I said, I watched that shit twice and I'm wrapped up. Well, dude, mm-hmm. and too, like, it makes you think, like, God, we're a fucking bunch of bitches today. I get depressed about shit. Oh, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Oh, yeah. It's like, and I do, doubt. like, I fucking feel sorry for myself yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. Man, like I have, like I don't have half the problems this fucking fucking guy has. Come on! But (laughs) on top of it too, the three of them never stopped playing. Yeah. So then, as an artist, what really drew me to the project was that, right? Like. I wasn't a huge blues fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of theirs, mm-hmm. you know. And then mm-hmm. I learned a ton, you know, mm-hmm. going into it and and all this stuff. But I'm a huge fan of that kind of. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but just sticking with that, mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. Like there is no other option. Like right, I don't right. even know me personally mm-hmm. or anybody I know would do that. Mm-hmm. Like not throwing towel mm-hmm. 40 times along That's the way. That's some fucking dedication, yeah. determination, that, that, not knowing anything and else. You're getting, almost and forced. you're making your money to eat at mm-hmm. 
at 80, 90 years old mm -hmm. off your instrument. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like when you're a blues player, when you're a blues player, the tougher things get, maybe the more inspired you get. I don't know. I'm not Those a blues player. Those guys man. had nothing else to, that yeah. they wanted or they were going to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there was, they, they didn't have The perseverance have of that is yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't know if I... That's like saying everything we're do, the four of us is doing today, we're going to do till we're 90. Mm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Fuck you, I'll be dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, you're not going to be in Eyes of the Sun touring the world? Uh, listen, I could do the music more than fucking own a bar for another fucking 50 years. Oh, my God, you know I, couldn't I, mean? imagine. Like, I couldn't imagine. I can deal with it till I'm... I couldn't bartend you know, maybe, more than nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I leave here by 2 o'clock. <laughs> you think I'm going to be fucking cleaning up after fucking overrated little shitty kids? It's Whoa. 97 years old? Probably not. No. You'll have a nice little pension. <laughs> Whoa, why? Because I said overrated shitty kids? Oh, they are. go. Back to this. <laughs> Back to the merch table? <laughs> Back to the fucking millennials. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are like whatever they are. Well, let's, keep it positive. let's keep it positive. Yeah. I'm just saying. I wasn't a little slob. <laughs> no, yeah. I was. I was a pig. <laughs> um, Sorry. You, you actually, um, I, didn't, I wasn't able to get too deep into it. Yeah. But you did send me another uh, another video, another yes. music-related video to share with these guys. The YouTube video. And this is something, yeah, yeah this Five is something. Five going, yeah. Right. That this is something. Sense. Heaven's yeah. Mississippi? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. get that. It's and available is, on YouTube. You could just uh, you could just go on YouTube and just type in Heaven's mm -hmm. Mississippi. Well, Bob Morgan played with Muddy, too. He mm -hmm. was his guitar player in the 70s. Okay. And then... Uh, we filmed the video for Bob down in Clarksdale. Clarksdale was, you know, the heart of all this, you know, down there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the video? Or? I mean, you know, it was something. I, so that, I was just sending it out. It was right. like kind of like a little. Sure. And, like but that's something, something you filmed around the same same time period. No, right? we filmed during um, during the festival circuit. Oh, of, I see. Of the film. We went back to Clarksdale. Oh, I see. And we were down there. And we were actually showing the film to the kids. Oh, I see. Okay. We, we went down to the Pine Top. Foundation, oh, and we showed okay. the film. Oh, that's yeah. cool. The side and film. we played it at the old train station where yeah, these guys would film leave from. Else, Johnny. Wow. And they, we blacked out all the windows and we played it in the Clarksdale train station. Wow. And that was the room where they would leave from. Because oh, it was the, cool. the, the wow. like, colored and whites. Mm -hmm. It was separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we played it in that, in the. Um, Colored section of, of the train station wow. that, that was blocked off. Was was that was the snippets in that video? That wasn't like Muddy Waters' house, was it? No, no, we we acted like like we just kind yeah. Of, yeah. So I was wondering like that the location. In the museum, hmm. Muddy Waters' house. Parts of it. It okay. was like it was a, a dilapidated like cabin, and actually Billy Gibbons took a piece of it and made a guitar. He made two of them. Wow. I think there's a rumor uh, they made three, but he made two. There's mm -hmm. one in the museum. He has one, and I just think there might be another one. Mm. But he took planks of wood from Muddy's house. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's kind of cool. I'm that's, gonna be I'm gonna be amazing. getting brackets, nails, and pieces of wood from George Spawn's ranch off a of fucking Spawn ranch. <laughs> I am. Yeah. You want in? I know. No, I don't need to make a guitar out of fucking. No, Spawn ranch no, you yet. have it. You put it on your shelf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Maybe if you can get Squeaky to sign it. <laughs> but it was there, like Muddy's house was still there. Mm -hmm. And now Clarksdale is like kind of booming. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a tourist and they have the markers up. It's just, it's so nice and, and it's still growing. But there's like so many great tours to do down there mm -hmm. and everything. So it's a great place, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Shit, so so this has been something that you got heavily involved with, like just the blues and, and all of this and this. And do you have anything else in the works related to this? 
subject like not right anything? now i mean we just been really concentrating on getting this out right. Right at this point what's like, the next step for the film what was is it like because i want to share this fucking link I, I, there's so I, I many gotta, people I that i know that would love it I know, I know. dude I, I feel the same way too like, there's a lot of people that i know would love it some of my dad's friends please don't no i don't <laughs> of course we're already ruined no. no one's gonna watch the movie when yeah they well you yeah, need to watch it everything it's fucking incredible i can't wait for it to like be released on wherever it's gonna be released on because like there's a and i was thinking the same thing like dude this person would love this. Sure. This person would love this. Yeah, you know well, that's I mean? what we're so. doing right now. We're like, it's in the theater still. Mm-hmm. still I'm surprised Netflix out. wouldn't fucking pick that up. Well, man. that like that's the next I'm step. Sure it's it's like process. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know right, what I mean? Right, so like, right. we're trying to find the home. And the likeliness of it landing on one of those is is pretty good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it's cool. got to be the next step. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And maybe even like a Showtime or, or like HBO. Yeah. Is there any way that someone could watch it at all now? If you go on sidemanfilm.com, you can see if it's playing in a city near you, near you. But gotcha. right now, it's not in New York. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it might come back around because mm-hmm. it's out. But it might still be coming back around. So, like a film like this, it stays out, and right. we just keep moving it around. And as it does well, it stays and goes. And then right. more theaters in other towns see it that it's doing well or or not, and then they pick it up. You know what I mean? Gotcha. When was it? When was it actually released? Um, August nineteenth. Okay. Yeah, in oh, so New York. It's still pretty fresh. Yeah. 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 We uh, premiered it last South by, not the one that passed, the one be- before it. And okay. so then we were in, we did a whole year of festivals. That brought us up to this past March. And we had a year for the festival license. Mm. And our festival license was up March 1st, mm. I think it was. Or like the first week in March, because that's when South by was the, like the, a year prior. Mm. So. We had the music bill due this past February, or March, it was coming up. If we didn't pay for the music, which we were out of funds. I mean, Mm. we we exhausted the funds. The past few years, Scott and myself and a couple other guys were paying for everything, Mm. you know? So we we were running on fumes, so we did a Kickstarter Mm. in February. And everybody joined on. All the guys in the film, like mm. Bonnie Ray and Bonnie Massa and uh, oh, Greg Allman's cool. people, was cool. And we raised two hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. Wow, that's awesome! And wow. that that paid for the music rights, which were like tons. Yeah, it was, sure. It was it, it was it was high. It was most of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, because mm. if you think about all the songs we're playing, oh yeah, the clips. I mean, you have Hendrix, Rolling Stones, all all, all these things. They're they're great to put in. Sure. But then when the bill comes, you're like, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. And then yeah. you can't take things out because they're yeah. in there. Sure. Yeah. And sure. then you love them. And then how how do you tell like that story? Without like, how that, do you yeah. tell a music story without music yeah. Yeah. or clips or like what they did? And and the docs that don't do that, and the docs that are made for thirty grand or whatever. Right. Don't show anything, and they people turn them off. Well, yeah. you could have contacted me, and I would have sang those songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we still have to pay for them. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> twenty <laughs> bucks. Yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, you, so, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to make out what songs they were. So. <laughs> yeah, I would. so we we did the festival run, and then we did the Kickstarter in February. Mm-hmm. We made our goal, and uh, then it took us from then to August to put the film out, and, mm. like in the theaters. So. Very That's cool, man. Awesome, man. So and, like, like, it's still kind of fresh. It's and still, the response yeah. has been as good yeah. as our response. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Fantastic. But man. it's just a matter of like the word of mouth and getting it out there. We mm-hmm. wish that it was on, like, like it was in the theater and on Netflix or sure. on iTunes, like right now, because mm-hmm. it's like. But we got to go to the proper channels of trying to promote it and the mm-hmm. whole thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. Um, nice. I'd like to ask you a question, actually, like a more personal question. Uh, how did you get involved with uh, with? writing and producing and getting involved with films to begin with um well scott was doing 
Perfect Age Rock and Roll before he met me. Mm-hmm. He had the script going for like a couple years, and somebody had like suggested to him to do a, a short film to sell with his script, trying mm-hmm. to shop his script. Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. so then. He did a short film, and he was going to base the film on a band playing at the Bowery. Well, it became the Bowery. Mm-hmm. It was a band. Like it was a, it was a film of, like a, about a, a singer in a band. And okay. He found Handful of Dust, the band that okay. I was in. You know, mm-hmm. I remember that band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wanted one of those songs. Okay. He 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 met somebody that knew me, and she was like, "You got to call Jason. He's what you're looking for. Like what mm-hmm. he wanted." Mm-hmm. So then we set up a meeting at the Milk Bar mm-hmm. in, in in the city. Mm-hmm. And I walk in with like Rob and Lou and everybody in the whole band, <laughs> and uh, he like says he turned. He goes, "That's the dude. Like mm-hmm. that's the character in, in my mind." Like mm-hmm. I just, you know. So I was in that short film, which okay. was Coda. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was in Coda. Well, what happened was I'll uh, back up. He goes to me and goes, "All right, hey man." He's like, "We're talking." He's like, "I want to use gears and sheep." Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, well, how are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, I'm going to have a guy, and we're going to cast him, and he's going to mouth the words. I go, I, ain't gonna, I, go, I don't know how that's going to fly. I go, why don't I just be the guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I became the actor, and David Johansson played my father in that short film. Wow, that's It was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the short film is about a kid coming home. He's famous. He comes home to face his dad, who's a drunk. It was like a shortened like, little version of it. Mm-hmm. But in that short story, David Johansson played my dad. It was really wow. amazing, yeah. And which was crazy was it was the same year that my dad had passed mm-hmm. and from drinking. And it was like he played a drink. It was like a crazy experience wow. of like wow. being in the same year and the whole thing. And David Johansson, like, it was like he looked like my dad. It was like nuts. You know That's I mean? crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. So then, so then that goes. And me and Scott become close and friends. Mm-hmm. And we make, you know, Scott does Coda. He's shopping the script. And then we just get to talking. And then we kind of like rewrite Perfect Age of Rock and Roll, mm. you know? And he gets hooked up with Spike Lee and mm. all of Spike Lee's people, and we kind of have an in to get the script into, with those people and everything, you know, mm. and like, like, like with that crew. So bef- shortly before that happens, we kind of take Scott's characters and we, like, rewrote them. We, mm. like, re- rethunk the world that he was creating. I got you. Mm-hmm. And then the, the script gets picked up. Mm. So then we make the film. And mm-hmm. then... So it was just from there, you know what I mean? And wow! Then so that just like that, basically, you—that was your—that in, was your introduction to writing, like writing. Yeah, and then, just I, my my way of writing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to say my way, but mm-hmm. just what I think I bring to the table is just ideas and pulling ideas and saying ideas and pulling it all together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like really like. It's, I love moving and mm-hmm. we were saying this before like I just love creating mm-hmm. I love art I love anything to do with creating something mm-hmm. to like move it to somewhere right and I felt that Scott's Scott's uh, script was great mm-hmm. you know and I really I and once the characters are in my head they were like living in there and I could see, we, you know once right. we started talking and he was with those characters for years mm-hmm. so I already like fell in love with those. it was like and then we just started writing what we both saw I got you you know I got you mm-hmm. and, and like anything I think it's that easy mm-hmm. I think people sure. make things harder than it actually is yeah. not sure. saying it's just, easy just yeah. do it do your shit you know, like, yeah. do art pick up the paintbrush or write the poem or yeah. go play guitar like try yeah. just try try and practice that's all it fucking is yeah. dude I totally forgot that you were in Handful of Dust I remember mm-hmm. seeing you dude that's gotta be like 15 years ago long mm-hmm. time yeah Yeah. yeah. So maybe longer than that I saw you guys at the Batcave probably Batcave yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I used to do the crazy was. shows. Yeah, I remember, the dude. I was, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking um, man. And then Starkiller. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Star Killer than Pansy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when did you officially join Pansy? That, that wasn't too long ago, right? That was two years ago. Two now. years ago. Yeah. Cool man. Was and how's things going it? with the band? Great. Cool Great. man. Yeah. Real good. Yeah, we yeah. have a new record coming out early next year. So fantastic. Man. We're finishing up like next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Did you guys got any gigs coming up? No, we're just trying to get the record done. We're trying we're to get him. Yeah, we're we're just, keep, we keep trying to get him at Lucky yeah, 15. Yeah, I know. It's like Jeff. Oh, so what's up with, with the band? Ah, oh, we're writing. Hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, you know. Uh, I just said we gotta, we're still writing. <laughs> hey, we go over here, and then we write, and then uh, that's it. <laughs> we got a show coming up, not till March, but we got a show coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. You want to advertise it? <laughs> I can say we're playing it. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know who else is playing. All right. It, well, yeah. We're, we're talking we're, about we're you. We're playing uh, Lucky Gra- Thirteen Gramercy Theater March eighth. All oh, right. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know who else is playing it yet. We don't know who's playing yet. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I know we're playing, and we're probably opening, which is cool, mm. since we're the newest band on the fucking yeah. bill. So good. Yeah. You got cool. a guest list? They're absolutely fucking not. Yeah. I want you to fucking pay to get in. <laughs> Fuck you. I want in. I want in. I gotta make it look like Eyes of the Sun is bringing people. You know what I mean? I'll be your quote unquote merch guy. All right. All right. Keep selling merch. Back to the no, merch team. No, I'm not gonna be stuck behind the fucking table. <laughs> um, so, uh, to bring it back to our guest, if you yes. don't mind, uh, you posted a picture of this really cool painting you did recently. And is that related to Pansy by some no. chance? No? No. Okay. Dude, where I have where, to say where the, can the, these people find what you're talking about, John? On, what? Um, on. Jason's fa- Facebook page? Jason's Facebook page. But Instagram? <laughs> I have to say, dude, the, oh, pan- Instagram, yeah. the pansy stuff, too. I haven't seen you guys live yet, which I'm dying to yeah. see. Every time, like, you guys have played, like, something's been going on here. Oh, I haven't yeah, had a yeah, chance. Yeah. But I'm like, like, you got some interesting shit going on with Pansy mm-hmm. also. Yeah. You guys, like, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play. Yeah, thanks, so. man. It yeah. looks um, like a fucking deal, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's yeah. some shit going on. Yeah, yeah there you, is. You definitely brought a new, like, visual aspect to the band, obviously. And, Which is awesome, because, yeah. like, I'm, like, bashing my head against the wall to try and bring something visual to our band, mm-hmm. and you got something going Just on. Just stick like, with you your red smoke on. and your nah, one nah, foot nah, stomping. Nah, we're doing something. <laughs> I'm not fucking talking about it. You want to borrow some makeup or something, Jeff? What's that? You want to borrow makeup or something? Yeah, you just put red lights, a little smoke, and then he gets all low and he taps one foot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Real evil, slow, sludgy, like all sorts of fucking metal Mm -hmm. (laughs) rules. Um, uh, So you've been a pansy what now, two years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys have anything out at the moment? Uh, We have the video clown. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, which, that, which, which I've seen. Yeah, so yes. Clown came out in in August, and that's to hold everyone over until mm-hmm. the, new, like, the new record comes out. You know? That sounds like us, right, too, Johnny? I'm doing hey, the same thing right now. Yeah, you're going to Birds of a fucking feather. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Really watch everything now. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get finished. Yeah, well, I'm just asking questions here. I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you guys are working on putting an album out in 2018? Yeah. Like It'll be out in the beginning of the year. Early, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you're, and then we're like, coming here to play. And then we're coming here to play. Well, I'm just repeating, like, just to get back in the fucking flow of things. And he said he's never going to come here to play. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting back into the flow of things, what is your uh, art 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 background? Are you? Uh, did you go to school for art? No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. So you're self-taught artist, Everything painter, is staging the mm-hmm. whole thing. Wow, just, there's yeah. awesome. no right and wrong in art, man. <laughs> no, there isn't. You either, you know. Where are you from Jason originally? From Edison, New Jersey. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We actually met years ago at Middlesex County College. That's right. Yeah, the first time I, I it met actually, Johnny. Yeah, it's it's so funny because we met so long ago, but it always. You know, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, we met, but, but then the we art met. Drew you to the table. The right. TVs I had this mm. table going on, and I would show up at every show, and I would 
just hawk my stuff and I had like a million shirts and I would bring TVs to like a merch booth and have like all this crazy stuff going on. Yep. And John comes floating over. He's like, what, what the hell's going on over here? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, and that's what's kind of funny though because I'm realizing the first time I met you, I don't know who it was in Handful of Dust that I used to know at Webster because I used to work at Webster Hall and I met him at Webster Hall and he's like, hey man, you got to come see my band. Handful of Dust, we're playing at the fucking Batcave. Was it Joe Letts? I don't remember. Dude, I'm, I'm so funny. It might have been Kevin. Jeff uh, used to work at Webster Hall, and he also danced in a cage at the limelight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, fuck, I can't remember who it was. There were I so many guys in, in the band, though, at that point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's one of those I things. I know you were on rotation with bass players, and I think it was your guitar player. Which Rob? one was the guitar player? Rob? He was at Webster Hall. Oh, he was? Yeah. It might have been Jeff. There's, I'm not sure. I don't know. Hmm. But I just remember. Right. Back in the Interesting, day. man. Yeah, long it's time so ago. long ago. I didn't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah. <laughs> who had and what I, job where in the city. Yeah. I was getting <laughs> yeah, confused but, but, with another guy. Like, so I've known you and Johnny a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was here when you guys opened, like, Lucky's at the other spot. The and spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I lived over here in Bond for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. You've been doing your thing a long time now. What made you come to, to New York and, and live here? I mean, Besides the obvious well, things. Well, I'm back you, in Jersey now. Oh, you're back in Jersey. Yeah, okay, but you lived here for, for some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, that was during like, the Starkiller years. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to move in, get mm-hmm. a little closer. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, like I was in Brooklyn for a couple years. And right. I Jersey, New York, Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like every time the rent kicked my ass, I go back to Jersey. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> punch against the ropes. So I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Starkiller Star 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 was good, too. I remember seeing, I think I saw you guys at Gramercy, actually. Yeah. Uh, I also, one of the, one of the I think it was... At uh, what was it, Bowery Ballroom? Yeah, with Mike, it was a huge the, show. Yeah, with, with the he space was, church and everything. Yeah, yeah. dude, that was insane. Yeah, thanks. The way the stage looked, like all this crazy painted background stuff, man, it was awesome. Thanks. Really, so, really cool. Uh, you've had your heart broken a million fucking times, being an artist, being a musician, all this kind of shit. You know what I mean? But so, it's awesome, though. No, yeah, and it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I like. It's awesome and heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like, well, listen, it's uh, you got to stay motivated in mm-hmm. this whole fucking, you mm-hmm. know, this whole world, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I've passed the point of, um, I don't, like, I don't want to say it like this, but like of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I'm just so content with like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I've already done more than. A, if you go back to when you were a kid, and you mm-hmm. tell yourself what you've done, mm-hmm. and then you just always think that, mm-hmm. and just I've surpassed what I've ever thought I was gonna do. Right, like right, right, right. Wait, even you guys talking about like handful of dust at back cave that blows mm-hmm. my mind. That people, yeah, if you could do something that someone remembers, sure. it's an amazing moment. Sure, yeah. sure, not yeah. everyone gets that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, I leave so my many, mark wherever I go. There's yeah. so many people creating <laughs> that to have that experience with one person. Sure, and if they go, I remember this time you played. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so long ago at Batcave, yeah. and you remember a moment that you created, and if you can't accept and can't take that in and mm-hmm. uh, like like appreciate that mm-hmm. that someone's done that mm-hmm. and that you've done that, then you know what I mean you like you just have to. Yeah, you know? sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, like 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 for you, John, like a record or a mm-hmm. song or a show. Like for someone to say, "Oh, I saw you here," and it blew mm-hmm. my mind, and mm-hmm. it made me want to go do this. I mean, that's it's the amazing. thing. That's that's what kind of keeps you fueled is yeah. when people yeah. are less like, holy shit, what you did really had an impact on me. Yeah. yeah. Lasting and then impact. go back to Sidemen. It's mm-hmm. like, how do I have one complaint about Sidemen? Like, yeah. No matter where it goes. Like, yeah. if it doesn't make a dime or does whatever it's doing and... It's like such an experience. Right. That, like, but so there's no way that that movie will not make it. No, gone. dude, that's gonna do awesome. And I have it to will. say, just but the, I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, I, like, no, I get what you're like, saying. Yeah, of course, like, how is it not the accomplishment already? Mm-hmm. Dude, True. I have to say, congratulations on the opening of that movie too. The way it does the neon with the fucking uh, for the oh, for the for the uh, for the credits and like mm-hmm. the beginning, yeah, mm-hmm. to tell you who everybody is, yeah. and like you see your name come up in neon. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, 
Oh my god. Speaking of which, how did you fanboy it out on his couch? How did you guys how did you guys choose a the the person who did the animation because the animation was awesome. Well, the animation was done by Chuck Collins. He was the door guy at St. That's who did? Yeah. Oh my god, Chuck is awesome. That that is so cool, man. Holy shit. Johnny's I knew No, cuz you know what? I love that style. I know and I knew I knew it. This is the same thing I was second. We talked about it. I was like, Chuck's the guy. And it was just like as soon as we talked about it, it was Chuck. Like that was it. It was so good, dude. Because it was based on Scott wanted the, the like the original idea was to animate that cover of, mm. Lon, of the London sessions, mm-hmm. and because it's already a cartoon, because it, it's already like a, a drawing, you right, know. Right, right. So we went from there, and then we started adding the kids' stories in, mm-hmm. and instead of being like black and white, like shots of kids, it's just you know it's boring. Yeah. So we were like, since it's kids and kids and cartoons and the mm-hmm. whole thing would go, and we were like, why don't we make that story and then the then the kid stories right you know and then we had like the Hendrix story in right but the second we were talking about it we were just like I was like it's Chuck mm-hmm. and I called Chuck and Chuck's first cartoon actually it didn't make the, the like the film it was WC Handy's story with the devil and him tuning his guitar at mm-hmm. the train station mm-hmm. and uh Hopefully that'll be on like the like the, the DVD because it's a great one. It's like he started, but we had like this whole like history of of the blues in the mm-hmm. beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. The film was just getting too long. I got you. And if you're you. coming to this film, we're hoping that you already know a bit, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. And we're hoping that the opening credits teaches you quickly mm-hmm. what's going on. Right. So by the time sure. we get into it, sure, sure. but we had the whole first act was like a little history of the blues. So mm-hmm. Chuck had some stuff in there. I got but you. But Chuck's awesome. I mean, Chuck's oh, he's been so talented, amazing. man. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you get some great bonus footage for for the DVD. We have. Hundred hours of people talking. Wow. Joe Perry oh, talks. shit. Joe Perry is, for instance, Joe Perry talked for two hours. We used two, ten seconds. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. This was actually really quick. But so you use if, that like a, on a DVD thing? Yeah, we have it. I mean, mm. we have four concerts of them playing those concert wow. scenes. We have four concerts of people getting on stage with them and everything. Wow. I mean, there's only so much. I mean, the, that's the a great thing. An hour have. and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. An hour and twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, we have a hundred hours of people. I mean, people hit the cutting room floor. Certain people that we, inter- uh, you know, that that we spoke to, and we just have so much. That's incredible, man. I witnessed Joe Perry almost die in Coney Island. That's not so incredible. What happened? Yeah. No, he had a heart attack, right? Was, yeah. yeah was I had no oh, idea. I had, I had, I had, while they were playing, it was, was that, that an actual heart attack that he had? vampires, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Hollywood vampires, I was there. Yeah. And wow. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not looking at my fucking phone, but I'm like fucking live, fucking whatever, Facebook live in the one shit. One of those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's one of those guys. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm really not, right? So I'm standing there. Watch the show. I didn't buy the ticket. I got the ticket for nothing. And it was just a shit show. Alice Cooper or something. I'm like, all right, for people who are into this stuff. So I'm, I'm like filming. And then like the next day or later on, I hear that fucking Joe Perry almost fucking died. And then I look back at my video. I had better footage than what was on the fucking news. you were there, you didn't even see what was going on. See what happens. No, he's like this. Fuck all you assholes. No, I wasn't, there was so much shit going on. You don't even know where he is. There's nine people on the stage, whatever. He like goes. The best was. Uh, perfect Circle at Barclays. They mm. were throwing people out left and right. Yeah, phones yeah. Out, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. And I posted about it because it was cr- people were getting yanked out of there. Yeah, and people were trying it and they were so on it. Mm-hmm. And it was 
it was so strange to see a concert with not one phone. That's was, awesome, though. It yeah. was amazing. It yeah, was like such a people like all around you speaking on the phone. It's such a distraction. It's such a distraction. I can't even watch the concerts anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy yeah, no. because and I, and I had like initially when this whole thing came yeah, came go. out with like, like perfect. Guys again. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a quick story <laughs> about cell phones and shows, but, but it's true. Because because the thing that happened was like you know this whole thing came about and I was like you know what from a musician's perspective a guy who's in a band that like you know we struggle to to play in front of big crowds and when we do I don't give a shit what the hell they're doing I'm just happy they're there whether they're yeah. filming it or whatever but recently I went to see a concert at uh, this this at Murmur Theater by uh, in Prospect Heights and it's like I've never been there yet but the, the it's a seat it's like a seated thing mm-hmm. like you sit down and it's a really nice place and the show is great but there was a guy next to me who had his phone like this the whole show and it like you're looking and there's this light yeah. right here it's right next it's to your head it's taking away from everyone else yeah. and, and then yeah. the, sure. the, the, absolutely the girl in front of him had her phone out for literally the whole freaking show, just constantly do. So you see these like lights. Selfies and oh, the, forget this and the it! Kids it's and, just too much. And positioning people in front of the stage. Yeah. It's like excuse me, like all this it's going just insane. You. And, 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 it's like, and it was at that point where I was like, you know what? This shit is really distracting, man. P- there need there needs to be some kind of like yeah. we need to get some shit worked yeah. out here. I was at the Cure show put last a fun, year. You're gonna take a picture. Put your phone up. Take a picture. Take put a it picture, down. I took one picture through the whole damn show. The Cure show at the Garden, which was fucking incredible. It was like three hours of the cure like mm-hmm. on they're, point like, I hear they're amazing we were pretty close mm-hmm. and this dude in front of me was filming the screen oh my to our god left. I'm like bro he's right there yeah mm-hmm. He's fucking right there. <laughs> the kid was, the guy was filming, the, the girlfriend was like so annoyed, mm. but he's like filming the screen for like two or three songs. I'm like, why are you filming the screen? People are literally <laughs> living their life through a fucking four inch screen. It's crazy, man. But I'm like, the guy's right there. Yeah. I can see what he's wearing. Like, uh-huh. that's how close, I mean, the seats are onto the side. Yeah. It's like, you're like, I was like, what are you filming right yeah. now? Yeah. And you're right crazy. in front of me. Like, what's going on? And I feel the same way. Like, because you want to take your phone out, take a quick picture. Sure. That's it. You know, and yeah. I, that's all I'll do. Like, if I'm at a show, I'll take a quick picture. And sometimes I don't even do that. Mm-hmm. Because I might really, unless I'm posting on Instagram saying, hey, look where I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for the most part, it's like. It's a blurry mess. Yeah. yeah. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I did get a great picture of Bruce Dickinson when I was, <laughs> when I was at Iron Maiden, though. Oh, yeah. It was like right fucking there. I did see that. And I was like, all right. But yeah, all right. That but was a good, that yeah, was, it was a good was, picture, but I wasn't impressed anymore. And then you yeah. got uh, Bruce Springsteen, which uh, he's known to like jump down in the audience and all the people with the phones. He just grabs them and takes a selfie with them. Goes to the next person, go, does a selfie with them. Yeah, I've seen that a bunch. You can't fight it though. You really can't. I mean, well, they they are. Yeah. Surf, yeah. I saw. Surf, I saw. Yeah. Yanked out up to the last song, getting yanked. Cool. Yeah, I saw yeah. Rob. Zom- I saw Rob <laughs> Zombie in, in in Jersey. I think it was like last summer, and uh, you know he does his Rob Zombie stuff, and they like, and he told everybody. Hmm. He's like, they 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 did the the little opening riff to Thunder Kiss '65. And then everyone started going crazy, and they stopped. They stopped on purpose. And Rob was like, listen, I gave you guys 30 years. Put all your fucking phones down for three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they started it again, and he saw a few people with it, and then he stopped it again. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I won't do it. And he fucking walked off the stage, and everyone's booing, and he comes back, and he's like, put your phones down for three minutes, and we'll do it. And And they finally fucking did it. And no one had their phones out, and it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. And he jumped off onto the stage. He's walking through the crowd because it was a seated fucking place. I don't remember what it was called, mm-hmm. PNC. But mm-hmm. not, I don't know. But he was like, "I gave you thirty years. Put your fucking phones out for three minutes mm-hmm. for one white zombie song. Three yeah. minutes. It's all I'm asking." Mm-hmm. And it was a problem. Like he had to walk off stage. People don't know how to live without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nuts, dude. Yeah. 
And, the, and the, yeah, it's all whatever. Right. We can go on about this the fucking all day. We're Is back to the mercy. Yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> We're going to call yeah, this on, episode on, four old Ben. On a positive <laughs> note, my, my first fucking concert was Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses. Wow. Yeah. All well, right, so ups. what? Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> I want to go back to the Joe Perry. What does that have to do with fucking I'm to keep it on the Mike Tyson's fucking we were talking about We were talking about fucking Joe Perry, and so then, you know, and then we started getting negative with the cell phone thing. So I'm trying to bring it back to a positive. My first show ever was uh, Anthrax at Lemoore's, but they didn't go on the Anthrax. They went, they, went, they went under Satan's Lounge Band because they were too big. Too big at the time? Yeah. yeah. I think here's the thing, though. Stadia Euphoria tour. His brings it back to the movie because <laughs> Joe Perry's in aerospace. There you go. See, and Brad Whitford that's, that's was in it he also. Was trying to say. And Brad and it filmed uh, Beauty in, uh, in Essex. Oh, is that where it was filmed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really? cool. Yeah, Brad, yeah. Wow. Chris let me film there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Chris Santos. Whoop, whoop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the only time of I ever saw did. Joe Perry, he almost tapped. Uh, there you go. Here we go. Back to the negative. Neg- Keep it fucking positive, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, hanging out with Johnny Depp, too much blow. <laughs> oh my god. Now, were you there for all those interviews? Like, like you got to be Brad and Joe and and Bonnie? Like, and- I would say half. Hmm. Okay. Def- yeah, yeah. Joe and Brad. Yeah, I mean, like half. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So when you like your your part of the writing was basically the screenplay. Basically, how how the actual like you helped arrange how the film unfolded. Well, this is what happened. Like, um, when when I really came on full blast was uh, probably around 2013, 14. Like, I was around mm-hmm. the film, but I wasn't like on full full blast with the film until like 2013, 14. Me and Scott were writing something else, mm-hmm. and we were writing this other film. We got we got hired to write like a, a spec script, and you know. The film kind of like was stagnant. The sidemen was like stagnant, but it was there. Like it's there. Mm. You know, the film is there. And mm. then Scott was really having a hard time like letting it go in that way. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to do other things and do other projects together. And I was right. just like, look, I said, look, man, I was like, we're not, we're hitting this wall. And I think you got to get that done. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, why don't we lay that back out? Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew what was there. And right. I, you know, I, so. We kind of like laid it all out. I wanted to like see what was there. It was really just like in a box. It was right. like we were staring at it. Like mm-hmm. you could just stare at Sidemen in a box. Mm-hmm. And we were like writing this other screenplay. That's crazy. And we were writing it for a few months, and it mm-hmm. was like, and we were doing like a, like a like a couple things. We were doing like this other script with Taron Manning. We were trying to do something. We were trying to get a couple things off the ground. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Sidemen was like. It's like it's like shelving a record that you've recorded. That sure. All you gotta do is mix it. Yeah, I got you. And you just gotta mix it. Yeah, you gotta you finish gotta, it up. Finish you gotta it put up. some yeah. licks on it and mm-hmm. mix it and get it out. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's like almost there. So why start something new when this thing's right. done? Yeah. So we we laid all all out, and the bones are there. Mm-hmm. And then we get an editor, and then we start for like a whole year. We then rewrite it all out to be a film, mm-hmm. and we have a beginning. We have the end. The end is their death, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then we say. To make like a, like a secondary end, we wanted to go get the kids, and we started to fill in all the gaps. I got you. To make a film, so we mm-hmm. laid it out on a board. We had a you know like dry erase board, mm-hmm. write it out, mm-hmm. and that's the writing of the film plus right. the narrative and plus all that other stuff and sure. what the film is going to say. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to make it to get the reaction that you guys gave the film. We wanted to make it like that, like a movie. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to do doc style mm-hmm. teaching you something. We just yeah. wanted you to follow the guys. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you're driving down the road with these guys. Yeah, yeah, the for Grammys, sure. yeah. You know? for sure. And yeah. that's that's the writing aspect of it. Of like, and then we 
laid everything out, and probably close to half the film was shot in that next year. Mm. Like going and filling in major holes, and then the editor got involved, Bo, and we were like cutting things, and then me and Scott would get on a plane and go. Like mm. we, we would actually then have holes where we would then try to lead Joe Perry into saying something or whoever. Yeah. Like we wanted this moment hit upon. And we, so, then, so then in the beginning, it was just a lot of people talking about them. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, and then it became what the questioning was leaning mm-hmm. those people to. Yeah, right? And then we would, so the writing became like, write the questions, go get the answers. Mm-hmm. And then fill in the gaps. Right. And right. then that's how we were. And all of a sudden we have a chunk over here. We need someone to talk about hard again. Mm-hmm. So the next three people we get, we got to make sure they talk about this album. Mm-hmm. So then you, then you start to plug all that in. And then right. as we were going and cutting and going, you know, we were actually getting on the plane for that whole year and just going out and finding people to talk. You know, wow. calling wow. people and 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 like I was saying, I think on the first one I went in the, the can here, but uh, you know, you, like if, if you're Scorsese, you could get anybody you want. Mm-hmm. But sure. Being two guys making a doc, it's like you, you got to yeah, do a lot fuck, of fucking, you know, you got to do a lot of begging. Yeah. A lot of, like you got to go back to a lot of people and wow. managers and agents and get in the door and get the film to somebody or get someone to watch the trailer mm-hmm. and. The credit. I mean, it's it's crazy. Is there any uh, any artists or musicians that you feel like that you guys? Well, I, I feel like I, I, I obviously I didn't feel watching the movie that anything was missing. Yeah. But is there anything in your mind that like we wanted this guy and we couldn't get him? Clapton. Clapton. Clapton really talking about the London set. Like the like the clip of Clapton in the film is yeah. not us talking to him. Okay. That mm-hmm. that was a clip from somebody. You know, from like uh, from like something else. But uh, <laughs> we wanted to sit down with Clapton to talk about London sessions. You know, mm. but it's just some people are just too hard. Yeah. To get to you know. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean, you want Robert Plant, you want Mick Jagger, you, mm. I mean, you could name who you want. Yeah. Right, right, but, right. But, you know, I think we got who we got. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the film it, was I mean, going to be. It's brilliant the way it is. But, but yeah, it hearing is. the process and knowing that you're jumping out, you know, it, you can't help but we asked wonder. Everybody. Yeah, we sure. asked Paul, we asked Mick, we asked everybody. We, uh, we tried every door. Of course. Mm-hmm. You we, have to throw it out there. We yeah, knocked sure. on every door. But then what happens is, though, you know, you want so and so, but now Joe Perry's done it. So then mm. the next guy goes, "Oh, I'll right. do it then." And then you're like Joe, and then you're like collecting them like baseball cards. Mm. Yeah. You like get Bonnie first, Ray did it. And, yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden it's like Bonnie Ray, Greg Allman, Joe Perry, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's this, and then also it's like, then it starts to like snowball, mm-hmm. where certain people aren't are going to say yes faster. Mm-hmm. It, of course, because like obviously it has potential, and obviously if these yeah. people are on board, then they can't be a sure. piece of shit. So mm-hmm. you got Johnny Winter on there too. Yeah, I yeah. mean he was. Pivotal in that whole thing. Johnny's dead. Greg's dead. And we have some other people that have passed crazy, since man. they talked to us. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's crazy, dude. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that process of getting the people was, you know, mm-hmm. it started to get, I don't want to say easier, but, and then it goes all the way up to Mark Marin, And mm-hmm. then Mark Marin says yes, because all these other people are sure. on it. Yeah. And back to the Mark Marin thing, though, too, is like, we wanted Marin A, because it was something new. Mm-hmm. And I don't think his voice is on a movie because it's not I mean but everyone knows his voice yeah, sure. and it's like 5 million people who already know that voice and you're like when I watch the film sometimes I'll I go to a, some, some like some screening that we're doing I'm like oh yeah Mark's on this film mm-hmm. it's like 
you, I forget, and I'm like so blown away that Mark Marin from the podcast is doing the film. I, yeah. I, it, it, it still blows me away because yeah. I feel he's a voice for this generation. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think absolutely, he's, and, and I and I don't think he's done growing mm-hmm. to what he's gonna do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we just wanted to catch him on his rise, sure. and I feel like his voice is like perfect for it. Yeah, perfect. I for think it. it was like I think it added. Gravitas to it, and mm-hmm. it was like a stamp of cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like absolutely man, like a Morgan Freeman or whoever. But sure. it was like Mark. That'll Maron's definitely cool. catch some yeah, attention like, for yeah, people sure. that normally wouldn't be yeah. interested in watching a documentary about the blues. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Mark Maron. Yeah, when I, I was saw, like, when, I, when I saw his name come up too. I was, yeah, you know, same like, thing. When I saw it, when I was researching, then I just Googled Sidemen looking for images to find the the cover. And then like the first thing I saw was like Sidemen Long Road to Glory, narrated by Mark Maron. I was like. No shit. Like, that was the been, first thing. Like, wow. They have been so supportive. I mean, they did so many ads for when it was in the festivals. They did so many ads for the Kickstarter. They were just, they've done so many free ads for the film and wow. talked about it. Mark brings it up. I mean, it's, you can't buy what he's done for us. I mean, mm. on that level. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, you can. You can buy it, but like, he's doing <laughs> but he's it. Giving he, he's giving that shit to you for nothing. Yeah, and That's him just saying those man. things and. Uh, and putting us in the front of some really key podcasts during the whole festivals mm-hmm. and everything was really and key. And look where you are now, man. Yeah. We're, you know, yeah, where, yeah, where, the, where the first first try goes to <laughs> shit. <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> on your way down, though, what's, uh, what's, what's, in the, what's in the works next? What's, uh, what are you working on now? Um, film-wise or just everything-wise? Yeah, film-wise. What are you doing? Uh... Like I said before, we're just really... It's still not done, like, getting it right. to where it needs to, to to go, and the concentration was just getting it here, you right, know? Right, and right. we haven't really had a lot of time to, like, think of what's next. We have a lot of ideas, but there's right, nothing, right. like, cooking. Nothing you know? kind of works. I got cool. you. Yeah, I mean, there is things, but they're so infant that it's right, not, like, right. worth talking about, you know? Cool, man. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, man, because I yeah. can't wait to be able to start telling people where to find Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. I want, like, there's, like, eight people on the top of my yeah, head that I was totally. like, yo, they would totally. fucking love yeah. this. So, so you know, keep us keep us posted on all the things because we'll, we'll do our part. Yeah, sure. Once, yeah, you know, this will go up tonight. tomorrow. And then the 30 we'll... people we got listening to this, mm-hmm. it's we not 30 that. people. We have a lot more than 30 <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, He's yeah. just talking I more know. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it'd be great to have you back on again. When uh, you know when it when when things yeah once it gets to like a platform like mm-hmm. Netflix or something like that sure. and then I get like let it go a little bit and then the success of it yeah fucking come back come on. back on maybe we did the same thing with Drew Stone and Michael mm-hmm. Alago mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they were doing uh, did you see it it's called uh, Who the fuck is that guy The fabulous journey of Michael Alago I didn't see it yet it's no. on Netflix yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome it's so really it was good. it was really about good. to be released and it was almost done. When we I see it in my uh, the whatever Netflix. The, the, yeah, it's, it's a cool. Yeah. It's a cool story. Yeah, it's really cool. Is. It's 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 really it's, cool. it's, a, it's a it's a crazy story. And they're yeah. two great guys too. Yeah. So, yeah. And then so. they came back on. I don't know about a. I don't know. Not, weeks not ago. long ago, a couple weeks ago. Right. You know, several episodes later after the movie was released and stuff, and he was talking about like the success of it and shit like that. Nice. So, yeah. So yeah. So once once. Uh, so you're gonna have to fill us in on your riches as soon as this thing fucking blows up. <laughs> That's right. Fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, for for the listeners, if they can check out a screening of it, where do they go? Uh, sidemenfilm.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And there is a Sidemen Instagram page. Yeah, and like all the links are there: Facebook, okay. um, and like an Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. It's it's basically Sidemen Film everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I started fucking researching Pine Top Perkins. I go to his Facebook, the Pine Top Perkins Foundation. I like the page. I'm like, nice. oh, I'm fucking wrapped up. That's with those it. kids <laughs> that he does. The yeah. the kids do that every June. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I'm like all wrapped up with this shit. Those kids are like, incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god, those kids were freaking awesome. Dude, really I walked great. in. I didn't I didn't know when we said we were gonna go down there. I was like, yeah, kids. I thought it was gonna be blues camp. I didn't dude, know. that <laughs> fucking heavy set black dude. Fuck. 
fucking ripped. Kingfish. Yeah, when dude, when they were jamming in the cornfield, the two of them. Crazy. Sick. I thought the cornfield. I don't know what kind of field it was. Cotton, cotton field. Yeah. That's that's the, the field that Pine Top. You was guys picking. are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he's talking. I didn't say nothing. Cornfields, cotton fields. Those are the those are the fields that Pine Top picked. Yes, I knew that. Wow. Cotton. That's where he was raised on those fields. Like that's the location where he grew up. Right. That's so crazy, man. And now they do that there, and that was his idea there. That wasn't something that just came along and they slapped his name on it. Like yeah, he created that. Wow, that's incredible, man. Yeah, so he created that be- before he died, and they do that, and they bring those kids there, and we were gonna go down there for the ending of the film and show like where it goes and the, the history and like going on to the blues and all this, and like like the future of the blues and everything. And I get down and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, mm. it's like all these kids are like fucking ripping. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is fucking, this is nuts. Yeah, yeah. just film it, right? You're there, right? Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. It was like. Heart players and, and I mean, all the kids are crazy, mm-hmm. and we have tons of that stuff too. But that, you know, how many kids are involved in that? Because I know they only showed a seven. That was total. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it's like twenty or thirty per like season. Okay, it's like there's a certain number of like heart players, certain number of guitar players, certain of of, of like piano players. You okay. know what I mean? So it's like and it, and they break up and they come together. It's kind of like a camp, but not. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're down there though, but they're learning serious stuff. Mm. It's not just like hangout time. Yeah, you know. Right. But they're oh, down. Oh, fuck it. I'm sure they're big. I mean, that, listen, those, the two kids that were showing, the main two kids that were showing, the big black kid and the and the, the white guy, like, that was, they were fucking ripping the yeah. two of them. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were talking to each other with their instruments. <laughs> He's like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. Uh, this is like, this is, this is always. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they were fucking killing it, though. They were. I want to see the eight-year-olds And they playing. weren't even plugged in, dude. No, I know. No, it was awesome. They were hanging around. <laughs> you guys want to touch upon Hubert and the Hall? Yeah, fuck yeah. Sure. You got any questions? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are we wrapping it up? Is, is I mean, I don't know. No, no, I don't give we, a fuck. We, Let's we, go. We were going to wrap it up, and then we I got back up. The, we got another. I, I felt the landing going another, on. Yeah, we were yeah. starting to wind down a little we bit. We were winding down a little bit. But it's all right. Fucking with top of the ninth here. You don't know what's going to happen. Just fucking swing for the fences. Well, one of the main things that we're hoping is that this film will make enough noise to get Hubert into the hall. Right, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's a great aspect of so how the fuck is that, that so guy how that it just doesn't it just he just I don't know what it is it's just you get to a bottom of a pile and you're just kind of on a bottom of a pile was he ever nominated no he's just not on the list he's mm. there he's not nominated and Wolf's in everyone else is in but he's not in. it's like it's crazy yeah it's like absolutely crazy. At the end know. of the day, the hall really is like whatever. Yeah, Everyone yeah. says that, but he wanted it, and it does mean something. Well, if you like, want, it, I know I get it. No, I no, get but that. But everyone says it's whatever, but then everyone says it's not whatever. So it's like I get it. If that's what you're whatever. striving for, and that's what you want, then it means something to you. Then that's then I got no. You're heat talking, but to them though, that was to to, to him. He absolutely, all he really wanted, and right. he right. didn't sure. want your money. He didn't want. It. He wanted that recognition of right. what sure. he did because he knows they all knew. Right, they all knew what was going on. They all know that Led Zeppelin's made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all know. I mean, it's not like it's not. They're not dumb. It's you, you see it. But they really, they were humble guys, mm-hmm. and they just didn't. You know, it, they, all he wants was that. Like they right, deserve credit, that fucking credit. Yeah. They absolutely sure. do. And sure. that's why the Grammy was so big for Willie and Pine. I mean, they just mm-hmm. it's like that credit. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's like no, that like the acknowledgement of what sure. they've done. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. And to be, I mean, I, I keep going back to it, though, but, I mean, could you, I mean, have you guys ever met anybody in their 90s? Mm-mm. You never met anybody? 
No, no I don't know. I don't think so. No. <laughs> the oldest person no. you've met. Could you imagine them getting on a plane wearing a tuxedo and going to get a Grammy? No, because no. honestly, <laughs> I'm just saying, how crazy is that? It is true. Let's talk about that. Not to break up the story a little bit, but my great grandmother was 87 years old, mm-hmm. and when my grandmother died, before my great grandmother, my great grandmother was sitting in the car at the fucking at the at the cemetery, and she like accidentally hit the fucking lock button in the cars. And fucking, so she was like, and everybody's like knocking on the window, like, Graham, open up the door so we can get in the fucking car, because the keys were locked in the car. And she's just waving, like, hey, what's going on? She was only 87. You know what I mean? Jesus. And she couldn't even fucking unlock the door to the car, oh, so awesome. we had to call the police department to fucking get out of the oh my car. God. Can you imagine she was on her way to the airport to the Grammys? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in 10 years? Absolutely not. 87, she has nothing. Absolutely All right. She not. has got 10 she more to go. <laughs> 10 years from then, she's going to get a Grammy. <laughs> Wow. No. Oh, great grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Poor lady. So so to bring it back to Alice Cooper, though, so I have a great story about Alice Cooper and Wolf. Okay. So Hubert tells a story of uh, they're getting on a plane, like 73, I think it was, something Mm -hmm. like that. They're getting on a plane, and they pass the first class, and Alice Cooper is knitting because he knitted. He used to knit, like whatever, I don't know if it was for sobriety or whatever he was doing or whatever, I don't know, but he was knitting all the time. Like That's fucking weird. Just to pass the yeah. time. And he's sitting down and he's just like hunched over, he's, knit, he's knitting. Jeff crochets. And yeah. Wolf goes to Hubert, is this the guy with snakes? Mm. And he's like, what? He's like, that's the guy with the snakes. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and Wolf was like bugged out mm-hmm. by snakes. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Okay. The plane lands in Detroit. Wolf won't get off the plane until that guy's off the plane. Really? Wow. Until Cooper's off the plane. <laughs> That he's so bugged out, he doesn't want to go near the guy. Old school superstitious yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. Well, they're going to play. Right. They're going to a gig. Mm. <laughs> they, they pull up. I forget the name of the club. They pull up to the club. The marquee is Alice Cooper and Wolf. Wow. Wow. He was like, Holy shit. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. He was bugging. Wow. Was bugging. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Imagine he played the that show, though? Yeah, he played the All show. Right. But wow. it was just like, there was like, he was bugged out. Fucking crazy, stay away man. from me, crazy fucking white man he with goes, the snakes. He goes, <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's fucking funny. But fuck. yeah, so back to the, like, the Hubert thing. Um, we're just trying, you know. I mean, we're trying to make it aware. I mean, that's the thing that hits everyone the hardest. And like sure. doing all these screenings and all the Q and As, you know, mm-hmm. we do all like we do a lot of Q and As stuff. Some of the one of the main questions is like, what could be done, right? Yeah, and what can we, people? What can people do? Like, if well, listeners, that would be incredible. incredible. I, I imagine you got to write to the people who who who. Um, you know, put the, the board people, of the board, whoever, yeah, the, yeah. the board of the people who. Yeah, put how does that We even spoke work? to some people. Like I was speaking to to the hall at one point, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to talk to so and so. You got to." So it's always they it's, give you to run around. It's political, it's mm. political. Like and it's like bureaucracy. They know. Mm. I mean, they know. Mm. And, yeah. and it's like, and unfortunately, I think that Hubert might not move the needle to sell t- tickets at Barclays for right, that year. Right, right, right. And it's really just going for people that, which is a shame, you know. But. Mm-hmm. It, we're trying, you know what I mean? But I think we're going to, but I think it's more and more people that are in the, the audiences, we might hit the right person. Right. You know? Yeah. Imagine so. if you're partially responsible for getting him into the Hall of Fame due to this film. Then I'm really done with art. I have to say, seriously, then you might have to fucking just go live in a pine box. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you know what? I did it. I did it. I mean, that, but that's amazing, man. That's yeah. so cool. And I really do. I think when this film becomes out, you know, into everybody's living room, um, it's going to, I don't know. I feel like it's going to have an impact. And not to know. like, I don't even, we don't even want credit in that way mm. if, if it helps. Yeah. And I think that in the next few years, 
years we will see him in mm-hmm. the hall. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think the outcry is just growing. Sure. And we don't need to say because of Sidemen. Yeah. And right. But if we are humbly helping it, mm. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's sure. like, but sure. I know, but I'll know that we probably helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like when the Post covered the film, like mm. like all the papers covered the film, the the mm. like the like the, 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 the Times and the, like the Wall Street Journal and Variety and everybody. But the Post covered the film and they. They took it upon themselves to just talk about that. Mm. So their whole article wow. was Hubert with the with the Hendrix tie, mm. and it said the Rolling Stones want him in the hall. So why isn't he in the hall? Was the headline or something mm. like that? You know. Mm-hmm. So their whole article about the movie was just about Hubert not being in the hall, and that's the New York Post. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So that you know what I'm saying like that sure. is like chipping away at the sure. whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you talk about the New York Post right. covering a film and the photo is just Hubert. Mm-hmm. Granted, it took away from the other guys, blah blah, but it was still talking about the film it, it, and it, a piece of the film. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it, it gives you you know a little advertisement for the film, but you know. It's but a, that's a huge thing that someone took upon themselves. That's what I'm saying. I think the spark or somebody seeing it or like a, a reviewer or somebody. Somebody watches on Netflix, they'll they'll be the right guy mm-hmm. to to pick up the phone and be like, well, "Why don't we do this?" Sure, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, can people help? Is there a way for for we other regular people? Yeah, to help? I don't think. I think it's just spreading the word of the film. That's I think it. That's really okay. what, that's, I mean, that's the and way that's to go. what it is for all three of these guys. That's what we really wanted to do. We there was a responsibility after like we pretty much filmed the last three years of these guys lives mm-hmm. and for that sure. not to come out yeah. they, they yeah. died what all within what eight months of each other yeah. wasn't yeah. it yeah it's crazy and we're, we're just so happy to have caught all the to caught that to mm-hmm. talk to them and to film be filming them and to have that on film and they were so close their families are so mm-hmm. close they were just like what you see is what they were they were right. super close guys. did you guys become close with, the, with these guys yeah yeah? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Obviously. But, I imagine, but like you said, they seemed like pretty humble dudes. Like, um, you know, and the, I forget who it was talking in, in, in the... Um, talking in the... I forget the guy that was talking in the documentary who was saying when he first met one of them, like, he was expecting them to look at him like, hey, you know, this little, oh, little yeah, white... Yeah, look yeah. at this little white kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Scott Sherrard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he said that, and he's like... But they didn't look at him like that at all. He said, you know, just started sitting down yeah. and talking music. Scott was playing with all those guys in his teens. I mean, Scott's a pretty, you know... Yeah. He, he was Greg Allman's... Uh, Right hand, right hand man towards the end and everything. So yeah, the yeah. past few years, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Greg Allman band, he was the music director of Greg Allman band. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. but he was playing with all those cats like early. I mean, mm-hmm. Scott's a good, you know, like prodigy kind of guitar player, you know. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff, man. Yeah, man. Anything else? Now we're gonna land it. Yeah, we're now stick we're gonna stop. Now we'll start landing. Yeah. Where are we at anyway? We're over now. Uh, yeah, hour yeah. Let's let's land it. Let's cool. land. Yeah, we usually stick around. It's really like an hour and a half because the first fifteen went. In the yeah, toilet. it's yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's we kind of reiterated <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah we covered I everything. Caught, I think we caught most of it. Yeah. Yeah, so sidemenfilm.com. Yep. To ch- check your fucking local listings. Pansy.com for pansy stuff. Hey, yeah, there man. you go. There you if go. If you want to see my paintings, go to my Instagram page, Jason Caddick. There you cool. go. Thank you. If Thank you, you want to fucking uh, go back to the future, look, check out Handful of Dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a time traveling. Mm-hmm. If, you want some, back if you want some fucking Candiria swag, you go to risingpulserecords.com. You're welcome, Johnny. Thanks. Risingpulse.com. That's what I said. What did I say? Rising Pulse Records. Oh, right. The same fucking thing. Rising fucking Pulse will come up. One wouldn't wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. One would work, one wouldn't work. So when are we doing art shows here at Lucky 13s? Dude, I'm down. (laughs) Whenever you want to do an art show. (laughs) Johnny's got to get on an art show, too. Hey, man, I'd love to. Let's do it. Let's do a... 
a group show here, mm-hmm. right? Do that. Like, doesn't Vitus do our shows? Vitus does our shows. I yeah. did a couple. We have them. You know, we just haven't been approached by anybody. Yeah, to, uh, yeah I did a couple. Of so you were just approached. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Johnny, you want to take the reins on setting up uh, some artists? I would love to do that. We'll fucking do the walls black, and we'll fucking put some artwork up. We can totally do that. Can cool. I draw something? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Why not? I could sell it. Yeah. The outsider art only. Yeah, we'll hang it in the bathroom. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Well, I'll sell it. Yeah. Well, maybe next time we have Jason back on, we'll be talking about the art show that we did. Cool. There you go. <laughs> the art show awesome. and the success of Sidemen, Long Road Long Road to Glory. Thanks yeah. so much, guys. Phenomenal fucking dude, film, thank dude. You, thank man. you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks Very for coming cool. on, man. Yeah, so uh, download, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and SoundCloud, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, Blast Furnace Productions on Instagram, uh, Blast Furnace NYC on Twitter. Rising Pulse rec- RisingPulse.com <laughs> for that shit. Can't hear you the band on Instagram. Eyes of the Sun band on Instagram. Yes. Lucky 13 Saloon on fucking Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Pansy Rock and Roll on pa- Instagram. Pansy Rock and Roll mm-hmm. all up in there. What else? Yeah, fucking, you know what you could do? If you got any fucking suggestions or like hate mail yeah, yeah, yeah. or love letters. Questions? Yeah, questions. You go to Blast Furnace Productions at yahoo.com and you throw me a, <laughs> and, you, and, and you throw me a little message. At Yahoo. Yeah, at Yahoo. I don't and like what's your I, Tinder? And what's yeah. your Tinder? No, I don't do that fucking shit, man. Yeah. Yuck. No. No um, Tinder? No, none of that fucking nonsense. Um... Yeah, so uh, back page is much easier. Your grinder, you, you got a grinder going. <laughs> he just called me a fake. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, you want to get us out of right, here? We going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So it's a wrap. We're we're, uh, we're coming back in uh, later on this week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with a little special something. That. Yeah, that was no, great. because no, I didn't I say it out loud. It I kind of muffled it so yeah. these guys could know, but that, they, but. These people who are listening aren't smart and, yeah, and they they're got not, the end anyway. So yeah, they're not. A, they're nobody on this. I don't think anybody listens to this. Right Yo, now. if you're at this point, you. you should fucking hit me up at Productions at yahoo.com and fill me in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Good shit. That was episode 35. We're over here now. Yeah.